Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Game Central podcast. The first person joining me tonight owns a beard and a full head of hair that would belong in any of Tolkien's fantasy films. His name is Gareth. Always a pleasure. Um, and last, but by all means least, <laughs> a man who requires no introduction because no one cares, but I'm polite enough to give him one anyway. He is the kind of guy who would walk into any game shop, pick up a Nintendo Wii U games case, unbutter his trousers, and stretch his scrotal sack across it taut and suck in all the information that the game has to offer, and then look at any female shop staff in the distance and dribble down his front, and then proclaim that he would like to buy this game. It's Guy Whitlock. Good evening. Hello, Guy. How are you today? <laughs> um, I'm good. And Gareth, I presume that you're good? Yeah, I, I was described as Tolkien-esque. I couldn't be better. Tolkien-esque, which is something that you've always wanted to be referred to as. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so, you know, your dream's been made true tonight. And to a certain extent, Guy, yours has as well. No, I'm just wondering how you found out. Well, you know, there's security cameras and footage on YouTube. Oh. You're known as the scrotal sack dribbler uh, in, your, <laughs> in your parts. But anyway, on to the Game Central... Well, my name's Rob. You're Rob. Uh, before we go any further, you know, I'm not just some disembodied voice that's uh, an AI computer that... Uh, Guy and Gareth talked to. Uh, last week I had man flu, which wasn't very nice. Uh-huh. This week I've got maybe 10% man flu, just in the upper canals of my sinuses. Um, but I will not be having any more coughing fits or anything else like that. Okay, guys, so you don't have to worry about um, me kind of going a- along tonight and just start c- coughing and then you guys um, getting scared or anything. There was a version of last week's podcast where I edited every single cough out and inserted like a funny noise. But I was tearing... Well, why didn't you use that? That must have took you quite a while to do. I was tearing do. my hair out because it was fucking well annoying to do. Well, why didn't you? It was really hard and it didn't do it in the end. You didn't use the uh, cactus cactus porn jingle either, did you? No. No, that's that... definitely got coming this week. The problem with that well. jingle is it's actually incredibly loud. So I can't yeah. just insert yeah. it in. I have to edit it for it to but, be listed. I mean, Gareth, we can give people a pre-warning to turn down their music. Or okay. if they do like cactus porn, turn it up even louder. Turn it up to 11. All right. Well, you just tell me where you want me to insert the cactus porn jingle. Uh, shall we get on? Shall we get on with it? And maybe I think we should with porn. news. Okay, guys, Microsoft buy the rights to the Gears of War series, so it will stay an Xbox exclusive. Is Gears still relevant? Can it reinvent itself with the next instalment? And does anyone still care? Guy! <laughs> well, I don't really care. Um, to be honest, I thought it was a Microsoft exclusive anyway, to be honest. Well, it is. It hasn't been on any other console, has it, yet? 
Um, it's not, no. PC. Um, well, then this whole, this whole news article is kind of irrelevant, really, isn't it? it it's not, nothing's changing. So. Nothing's changing, that. but it's well, showing no. that um, Epic are no longer going to be working on the series. Yeah, that's the main thing. Like, Epic were yeah. the ones who took it from nothing and made it into one of the most popular series ever. Well, I think, it's, I think as as the games have gone on, um, the last one wasn't that well received, was it? it? wasn't wasn't They didn't change the formula. But that wasn't Epic. Was that yeah. not Epic? That was people wasn't can epic. fly. Uh, people can fly, the uh, makers of the rather excellent Bulletstorm. It is. Bulletstorm's fantastic. Well, no, I'm, yeah, I assumed it was always going to be on, on Xbox anyway, so... Well, I think that's what we can assume, because, you know, it's an Xbox brand. It's so... Um, the identity behind um, Gears of War is Xbox, you know, big American, it, it's brash, um, it's action-packed, and, you know, if there ever was a game to go hand-in-hand hand with the kind of way um, that they wanted to show it, Microsoft, then it was, you know, Cliffy B mm-hmm. coming out with the, the kind of jock personality, <clears throat> he's left Epic. Um, but, you know, when it was originally shown, Gears of War... I've got to admit, it was the first game that made me think, wow, the next generation is here. I don't know about you guys, if you remember seeing it at E3. Okay. Well, I'm just going to come right out and say, I have. I think I've played about maybe 10 minutes of a Gears of War game once. Oh. So... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you played 10 minutes of a Gears of War game once. How about you, Gareth? Where do you live in the whole Gears of War universe? Uh, I love Gears of War. Uh, I haven't played Judgment um, because I kind of cared about the story in the first three, and the story was done, so I didn't really mind that it was a spin-off. Um, yeah. But yeah, I fucking love Gears of War. I, I didn't, because obviously I got my Xbox probably about halfway through the Xbox's life cycle, so I didn't get to play it when it first came out. Um, so it meant one of the first things I did with my Xbox was bought Gears 1 and 2 and just marathoned them both and loved it. Um, yeah. So it's kind of my first ever jump into uh, this, well, last-gen gaming with Gears of War for me. So it's always a bit bit special. Yeah, so, I mean, with Gears of War with me, um, I've always been pretty impressed by... I think it's the scale of the games, and it was all, always the benchmark of the graphics. And, you know, Gears of War 1 set a benchmark, Gears of War 2 hired it, yeah. Gears of War 3 hired it still. And, you know, I don't think it was about the storytelling because you had people like um, Dom, mm-hmm. who in Gears of War 1 seemed like a bit of a hard ass, But then in Gears of War 2, he started bitching about his wife. You know, she came out of nowhere and suddenly he couldn't live with himself and he kept thinking about her all the time. You know, this is craziness. And then in Gears of War 3, he's grown quite a fetching beard. But, you know, apparently that shows that he's going downhill um, and if that means you're going downhill, Gareth, then I'm going downhill because I've got a pretty fabulous beard on me at the moment. Really? Yeah. Oh. But I was quite glad when he decided to drive his tank, um, the truck and commit suicide. Well, I mean, we didn't say spoilers before we started this. That seems like well, it's probably... I think, Gareth, that we should just take it for granted that um, people would have played it by now. Okay. So, you are going to come across spoilers. Um, It's a slippery slope, but okay. But I think he needlessly um, sacrificed his life. Because if you look at it, 
it wasn't really a very hard predicament for them to get out of. I mean, it's nothing that they haven't gotten out of before. You know, they were just on top of a building and they were getting assaulted from all sides. But I think... Sorry. <laughs> You're right. Just getting a bit you can emotional you remembering can how he gave his life so that all the others could survive all those great guys with great personalities you know they're not one dimensional they've got backgrounds and he just couldn't live without Maria anymore he even had a tattoo of her on his arm R.I.P. Dom so yeah I mean it's going to be absolutely um, brilliant to see what they can do on the Xbox One but like I say I never really looked forward to Gears of War for the story element or, wow, I need to find out how Dom feels about losing his wife in the next instalment. It was more of, I want to see what Epic can squeeze out of the Xbox 360 this time. And it's going to be the same on the Xbox One. You know, I'm going to get it because I want to see what they're going to be able to. And apparently it's going to be like one of the first games to use the Unreal Tournament. Um, Unreal Tournament? (laughs) Unreal Engine 4. So that's going to be brilliant. So you could say, Guy, that you don't care. Yep. No, I don't care. Don't That's care at all. Um, Gareth, no, yeah. you maybe care a little bit. I'm, I'm actually pretty excited. Yeah. To be honest. I, I, I care quite a bit, but not because I want to know how the story continues, like I said. I just like the the concept of it. I like the world. I like the... You know, just the combat feels really good. And it was, again, it was one of the first games to get that kind of combat right in a third-person shooter. I don't know if any of you played Kill Switch. I didn't, know. On the PS2. Really good game. I think it didn't get as, as much um, recognition as it should have done for that cover mechanic. You could do blind fire. Mm-hmm. You could do all the things you can do in Gears. But, you know, I don't think it was really ever outwardly mentioned by the Gears of War development team. Yeah. You know, they've taken the elements. But if you have a look on YouTube um, or research it on Google, Guy, you will actually see a lot of similarities, and it's, it's really good. That's cool. Right, so anyone else got anything else to say about Gears of War? Uh, I'm, just, I'm mainly curious to see what they do with the story. Like, Gears of War 3 wrapped up everything in a pretty nice little bow. Like, that yeah. story's over. I want to see and you got to they... see Marcus's hair, didn't you? Which is uh, yeah, I mean, what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if they'll do something like make it hundreds of years in the future, something crazy, because it can't just follow on from the third one. The war's over. Well, that would be quite nice, wouldn't it? Like just walking along with uh, with uh, Marcus, meet up with Damon Baird <laughs> and Coltrane, just have a little chat. Gears of peace. Then go home. Gears of <laughs> that is what it could be called. <laughs> Gears of Peace. <laughs> and they could just go around. It could be like a kind of uh, The Sims. That, that, that would be interesting. I'll give you that. That would be interesting. Sims of, like, Sims of War. Yeah. Sims of Peace. Guy, we've already we've already decided on that. Oh, boy. But yeah. So, Gears of War. We're feeling quite... Uh, there's quite a promise behind it. But we need to see what the new development team are going to bring to it. Is it going to be a reboot? Is it going to be a tell told from another point of view? But like you say, Gareth, I think that story's been done to death now. I think they've explored it. We need to get away from um, Emergence Day and just get into something else, really. Definitely. 
Doom. It's now, is it now time, Guy, to invest in a Vita? As you can now pick up a Vita for around £100. Is it time to finally take the plunge on the handheld, or does its lack of games still hold it back? Guy, tell us how you're feeling about this at the moment, because boasting around on Facebook like you're some kind of pimp with your pay rise. Yeah? Well, so, hey, girls, look at me, I've got a pay rise. I might go out and buy a Vita, I might go out and buy a Ferrari, you know? We just don't know what Guy's going to do with his pay rise. Well... It's not even that impressive, but it's fine. No need for your sarcastic undertones. I'm not being really. sarcastic, right? <laughs> well. someone, uh, someone mentions that they've got a pay rise. You know, everyone sits up and takes notice well, of that guy. Just, well, okay. Um, it's just because I was thinking about getting a Vita the other week, actually. Well, not getting yeah. one, but I couldn't afford one. But I think that's the thing. Anyway, everyone I'm... thinks of getting a Vita. Like, everyone thinks about it, but... Guy, tell us what is holding you back right what, now. What, what I was actually holding out for, I was hoping the Vita TV was going to get released over here sometime this year, and I wanted to get one of them hmm. instead of, yeah. instead of well, paying more for a PS Vita. Because really, the only, the only exclusives I'm really that bothered about is Persona and maybe some, yeah. of, the other, some of the other more. Like, the handheld versions of games like Killzone don't really interest me because I had a PSP. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. I realised then that the Sony handhelds aren't for me. Yeah. Well, I don't think anyone really liked the PSP that much, did they? Well, if you don't mind, I'd like to talk. Um, I've actually got a PS Vita. Um, I wanted one for quite a while because I quite liked it and I liked the idea of it. And, you know, I got one and I'm still undecided. I love it, but there's just potential there. And, you know, the PS Vita TV... I can see the concept, but I think it kind of defeats the whole purpose. If you've got a PS3 or an Xbox 360, I don't think you particularly need it. You know, the whole point in a Vita is having it on you on the bus, having it on you on the train. You know, I like to know that I've got my PS Vita in my bag if I need it. I'll very rarely play with it. Um, but, you know, there's, like you say, PS Plus is, is, is great in Vita. Like, I got the console yeah. or the handheld straight away. I have access to lots of Uncharted and Gravity Rush. You know, it's like paying a prostitute for straight sex. And then suddenly she just turns around and starts giving you all these extras for nothing. I think there is a better analogy, but I can't think of any that come to mind. And when I try and access my brain, um, it just spurts out things like that. But you see what I mean. And I've done Uncharted. I've done Gravity Rush. Um, Like you say, Persona. I've played that, but I'm not really into RPGs. And, I, and while I like the social aspects of hanging around in a school um, <laughs> <laughs> without getting arrested, um, I like Dragon's Crown, but I'm a bit stuck in that at the moment. I'm playing Lone Survivor as well. I played um, Hotline Miami, and it's a good place to get all these little downloadable games, these indie games as well. I think it's a real good platform for that. Well, that's... Um, that's- that's the thing for me. I don't find I don't. Re- I'm not really that sort of. I'm not one of those guys that takes their handheld consoles out and plays them on the bus. I haven't yeah. taken my 3ds out the house in in months because uh, it would get stolen where I live. I'd get beaten for it. So yeah, I tend not to. Yeah, I mean Dragon's Crown. I love that, um, but more importantly, it's very erotic. Um, I saw some reviews which stated that the women were all out of proportion. But my girlfriend has a small waist and a massive ass, <laughs> so I know it's scientifically possible. 
But it's like a bee. If you look at a bee, the size of its wings in proportion to its body, it's, it doesn't make sense. But, you know, it's some very, very gorgeous artwork in that game. And, you know, just because it's a little bit erotic or whatever, it's, and it's the same with the Vita. Like, I know it's sexy. I know it's powerful. And I keep it in my bag at all times. <laughs> I don't play with it much, but I know it's there if I need it. Like, if I need a gun or something. I had a 3DS. Don't get me wrong, I liked it. But I didn't feel like a hard man having it in my bag. It didn't feel like a sexy piece of technology. And, you know, I can watch films and stuff on the Vita. Um, but, yeah, I would say when you get a Vita, you have to you have to realise what you're getting. You know, there's a lot of people out there. Right, I've got a Vita, what shall I get? People commenting, you know, Uncharted, Assassin's Creed. While that's all good, you're basically what you're getting is a cut-down version of the big console games that you love. It's like, you know, you go to the cinema to see, I don't know, Fast and the Furious, but then you get a straight-to-video version of Fast and the Furious 10. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of thing. It's it's Uncharted as far as you know it. You know, it looks like Uncharted. It plays like Uncharted, but it hasn't got that dramatic um, things that you can get on the console sitting in front of your TV screen with a big sound system on loud. You know, you get you get basically what is very basic versions of Assassin's Creed, Killzone. You're never going to get the big console experience. And I think as long as you go in there with that in mind, then you won't be too disappointed. But don't look for the big, obvious games mm-hmm. for you to get your fun with. Have a look at the likes of Dragon's Crown. I mean, I really liked Virtual Tennis. I didn't think I was going to like Virtual Tennis, but I used to enjoy it. And it's perfect on a handheld console. So, Gareth, I don't know where you've... You've probably bought a PS Vita, but no games for it. <laughs> no, um, I have no intention of ever getting a Vita. Um, it just straddles the middle ground too much. Um, like, if you want a console-style game, you'll get a console. And if you want yeah. something more handheld, you'll you'll just already probably have a DS. Um, like, for me, the DS was the, the basically the perfect handheld. Like... There were so many games. You bought a DS, you were it was an embarrassment of riches, the amount of games you could buy. Yeah, that was a real golden era, wasn't it? Oh. Yeah, Advance Wars, yeah. Lunar Nights, uh, Phantom Hourglass. What? I said, oh, Advance Wars, that was the best game ever. It's such a good yeah. game. And it's like that, that's only available, really, on a Nintendo handheld. And but it's what I'm saying, Gareth. Those games you've just mentioned are made for the handheld. Like Advance Wars, as good as it is, I love it. I couldn't sit at home really playing it on the Xbox 360. No. You know, it's built for handheld, and that's what makes them so successful, that they're brilliant. I had it on Game Boy Advance, that Black Hole Rising. Yeah. Um, You know, it, it was a brilliant game, but it's because it was designed specifically, and I think sometimes developers get a bit out of their reach by trying to reach something that's not possible rather than go into the actual specifics of what that handheld can give you. Yeah, it's like there's a lot of, you know, indie games out for the Vita, which are a bit of a draw, but indie games are everywhere now. You just play that game on the PC or the PS4, I guess, coming soon, uh, just as easily as you can a Vita. It doesn't offer anything uh, bonus to the experience other than you get to use your Vita. Yeah, you don't feel like you've wasted money, which you have, because I just don't get the Vita at all. Well, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's a waste of money though, because 
you're looking at around a hundred pound, which isn't a lot really in this day and age. And for the technology you get for that price, um, I think it's really good. You know, it's got a great camera on there. There's video recording um, things. You know, there's a gyroscope in there. For people that don't know, that's not a weapon. That's <laughs> kind of like something that attracts your movement. You know, there's a panoramic camera. Um, you know, there's a yeah, lot of technology is that, is all, there for your is money. Is all that really necessary for a handheld? Exactly. It's not, but for games like it... Tearaway, which you probably would quite like, you know, it's, it's kind yeah. of um, quite good. You know, they use it to the full. Do you need them things on there? Probably not for the way people are developing games at the moment. But if you get someone with a little bit of imagination, you know, then, you know, the Vita could be a lot better. But at the moment, you haven't got studios that are looking to take advantage of its unique abilities. You know, they just want to put on stuff. The biggest thing I don't get is the touchpad. The back. Oh, the back. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I mean, I think Sony just haven't, haven't got the right idea for developing handhelds. But I don't think that's the case, Guy, because, you know, it's there. It's, it's, it doesn't force you to use the touchpad. The touchpad's there for developers if they want to use it, you know. And there's not <clears throat> there's not a game I've come across where it uses it particularly well. But, again, like I say, it's not hurting anyone it being there. It's not like it's <clears throat> awful when you touch it, sort of glue or some sort of slime goes down your hand. <laughs> You won't even notice it's there. It's just built into the back of it. I, mm, I, know, think, I think I think the they're sort of trying to make it into a. You're meant to be getting like home console quality games on handheld, which is fine. But a touchpad and stuff is they're they're instruments designed for casual, like fun games, not. Yeah, and that's the thing. They they haven't got the market. You know, Donna, who's got three kids. Um, she doesn't probably doesn't know that much about the PS Vita, and you know we talk about the Wii U and how its unique features haven't been communicated with its audience. The PS Vita is probably even worse in that regard. But are any of its features really unique? I wouldn't say That's they're unique, question. but in the right hands of the right developer, they could be used brilliantly. You know, you need someone like Kojima to bring out stuff like this. Yeah. You know, he could probably do something great with a touchpad. You know, in Uncharted, you can use the gyroscope to move your PS Vita up and down to move the sniper scope, oh, which is brilliant, you know? That sounds And it awful. does feel good. No, 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 it sounds <laughs> awful, Gareth, but the precision is brilliant. You know, it's like one one for one. It's, but it's, would it's... you do it on the bus? No, I wouldn't do it on the bus because people probably think well. you're crazy. But, you know, there's a lot of things I wouldn't do on the bus. <laughs> Uh, that I have done before, but you know, but yeah, I think the PS Vita, it's you know, I think it's got a bad reputation. It's not even the whipping boy anymore because it's gone so far past being the whipping boy that it's a bit unfair to take the mick out of it, mm. you know, where it seems like you're kicking it when it's down. People just seem to walk away from it, and it's because the developers didn't get behind it. You know, it costs a lot of money to develop a game for that system. And when there's not a large install base, trying to get back the money that you've outlaid on it, I think it's too powerful for its own good. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. How are you supposed to convince a studio to make a game exclusively for the Vita when it costs many millions of pounds? You know, it's, they're quite graphically advanced and very good. 
but at the same time, I think that works against the Vita in that you're not going to get studios that are going to make an Uncharted, a Killzone, an Assassin's Creed. You know, we're not going to see many of those games. And I think Call of Duty hurt it a lot because I don't know if you guys saw Call of Duty in action. Yeah. But the frame well, I haven't actually before, seen it, but what, yeah, isn't it meant to be just an appalling game? It's an appalling game. And, you know, it oh. didn't do the Vita any hope at all. You know, there was a little bit of a pickup in sales, but I think as soon as the call, it was... You know, it was advertised and it was billed as, you know, play Call of Duty anywhere, play it on your console and then carry on the battle when you're on the bus over Wi-Fi, you know, but they've sold that to people. People have seen it and they've just not liked it because they thought, hang on a minute, the frames of animation are ridiculous. I don't know if you played any of the Resident Evil Mercenary games on the 3DS. Yeah, I've played the mode on uh, Resident Evil 5 and 4, but not the 3ds version yeah but on the 3ds version the characters that were a little further away kind of moved in stop gap animation they didn't oh. have any frames of animation and that was the problem on the vita Jeez. for um, call of duty so it was a real missed opportunity and i don't think they're going to be able to claw their way back now because mm. like i say it's going to cost millions of pounds to develop a game for the vita and there's not the audience there to make back anything you put out there mm-hmm it's a shame. But I would, I would suggest getting one. I don't think you'll regret it. If if Just... guy comes on next week and says I bought a Vita, but I still have this shitty microphone, I will be annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I, will be I would have bought one by next week anyway. I got I got other stuff to buy. Got Are you at what with your pay rise? <laughs> yep. Going back off into your pay rise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're the one that keeps bringing it up. Thank you very much. Right. So. Any other thoughts? Does anyone want to interject now and just come to the Vita's defence? Or... No. No, no one and <laughs> our console. I think... Well, um... no, I don't know. Sorry, you I can go, Kai. You can go. Get one, but, I'll, I'll, um, but stuff like Final Fantasy X and Dragon's Crown and stuff that I would play on it, I can just get on PS3. And that's, that's um, another point, yeah. That's the, the... Most of the games, apart from Persona 4, that I'm really looking forward to on it. Oh, on PlayStation as well, so. Yeah. Yeah. That works against it, really, for me. It's pretty big against it really. as well. Yeah. Okay. Right. Hello everyone, this is Gareth here. You may recognise me from this very podcast that you're listening to right now. Uh, I've come here on my own, away from the other guys, um, to spread a little message uh, about video game soundtracks and music thereof. Um, If you go to gamebanter.co.uk right now, at the front of the site you'll see um, a news post that I've done um, about the Classic FM Hall of Fame. it's a thing Classic FM do each year um, where they try to compile the top 300 best classical uh, pieces of music uh, of all time. Um, the past few years we've managed to get some video game music in there and last year we actually had two pieces in the top five classical pieces of all time. We had um, the Elder Scrolls games came in at number five and Final Fantasy game came in at number three. 
as we did really well last year and it would be awesome if we could do even better this year um, so what I'm going to do is I think I'm going to start doing it each week I'm going to get a bit of video game music for you to listen to just put it in the middle of the podcast um, so you can sort of hear and appreciate the kinds of scores that we have in video games uh, maybe ones that you wouldn't expect uh, even maybe not even classical scores just cool music from video games I'm going to try and feature uh, one a week um, at least while this classic FM um, comp- well not competition while the classic FM vote is going on and just to kind of keep in everybody's minds that we can really get video game music recognised as up there with greats um, up there with your classic film scores like your Indiana Jones score Star Wars score and right up there with the likes of Mozart and Tchaikovsky so please go on the website again gamebanter.co.uk and uh, check out the post that I've done give you instructions on how to vote Uh, and now I'm going to give you the pleasure of listening to Wings of Liberty from the Starcraft 2 soundtrack Uh, just a bit of an orchestral piece to give you an idea of the kinds of music that video games produce and how great they can be thank you for your time
So, the next part is obviously our retro game of the week. Um, we'll oh. put a poll out there at the moment. Um, we had the choices between... <laughs> my cup over. Oh. I love doing that. I just... Uh, you know, it was on a, on the arm of the chair, and I've just um, pushed it over onto my lap, <laughs> which, you know, is quite nice. But I'm going to just sit here and enjoy it rather than let it wind me up. Okay? <clears throat> so, it was a choice between Resident Evil 2... Mario Kart N64 and Beautiful Joe, all great games in their own right. Yep. But the winner, with some clear daylight, was the excellent Resident Evil 2, which obviously I know, Guy, you're a massive fan. So if you'd like yep. to take the lead on this and just let us know what you thought. I honestly, that wasn't the one with Nemesis, was it? No, that was Resident Evil 3. That was a Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. Yeah, where, where was... <laughs> not featuring Nemesis because he was in Resident Evil Two. <laughs> what was which one was two? I might have I might have played it a bit at some point, but I can't remember. Leon Kennedy, lovely no. hair, terrible no. first day in the job. I've played one, a bit of three, and Code Veronica, and then four. So nope. Excellent, Gareth. I'll just, I'll just sit here in silence for the next five minutes. <laughs> um. I've not played it, but I know, I know the story and the gameplay. Um, yeah, it was that was it came out way into my Gaz is a pussy phase, so I never went anywhere near uh, yeah. Resident Evil. You just weren't ready for it at all when it came out. Exactly, I was a, but a young Ben. A young Ben, no. young Ben shouldn't go near Resident Evil Two. No. But I tell you what, Resident Evil 2, when I first got it, it wasn't actually mine. It was my friend's um, PlayStation, and we went to school together. And I said to my dad, Dad, my friend said I could borrow his PlayStation. And obviously my dad knew that I was a bit of a um, clumsy person, as you just noticed as I poured water all down my lap. <laughs> um, obviously he saw me borrowing someone else's computer game console which is worth up to £300 as mm. a bad idea because my friend was going on holiday. Needless to say, I sneaked it into my bag at school and took it home. And in that bag as well was Resident Evil 2. Um, I just remember putting it on and um, it was very cinematic at the time. And I was quite young myself. Um can't remember how old I was actually. Mm-hmm. I think it was 96, 90, no, 96. Eight, maybe. Would you like to look that up, Guy? Guy, only you have access to Google. I will do so now. Okay. (laughs) Resident Evil 2, 98, I believe. 97, 98. Um, Resident Evil 2, what not a lot of people 1998. Excellent, bang on. Good memory. So, it was originally supposed to be um, a kind of two-player thing. There's another, if you look up on the internet... There's a game that was supposed to be Resident Evil 2, which didn't actually um, come to light. It didn't originally have Claire with Redfield. It had some other woman in it. And that was almost close to completion, uh, where Leon and her were going to go and destroy the Umbrella um, Corporation. But that didn't come along. But Resident Evil 2 was, I remember, it was one of my first favourite games. It's just stuck in my mind all my life. And a lot of people will have fond memories of it, you know, as we saw with our poll. Um, 
a lot of people do have fond memories. And I think that's basically because the storyline was so good. It was like a Hollywood movie in a time where, you know, I think Metal Gear Solid was yet to come out. I think Metal Gear Solid was 98 as well. Mm-hmm. But it was a time where the PlayStation was really coming into its own. It wasn't just about blocky graphics and very simplistic um, storylines. It was a time where, you know, they were really getting used to the hardware and we started to really see great graphics coupled with excellent music and stuff. And, you know, Leon was just a great character and you really felt that he was scared because it was his first day on the job and Raccoon City, there was a big outbreak again um, and he had to fight his way through it. But for me, it, it definitely holds in my top 10. Um, and you got two discs as well. You've got Claire Redfield and um, Leon Kennedy. Mm-hmm. But um, the gameplay, you go back to it now and it's, I wouldn't say it's awful, but it, it's nice to play it in a kind of way that you would watch an old horror movie. Yeah, You know, it, it's so retro now and just looking at it and thinking, wow, I used to think this was amazing, but... You know, the pre-rendered backgrounds, which were like paintings, mm-hmm. they they were really good as well. And you had your little digitised man in the front um, walking around. But, yeah, I wouldn't say I was scared of the game, but th- there was atmosphere to it. So much atmosphere in the police station. And you really felt like you were going on a journey and you were being hunted. And obviously back then, the whole point of being fair and stuff didn't really come into the game because the saved saves were few and far between. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could genuinely, you could run out of ammo, you know, and you couldn't have any ammo to fight uh, a room full of zombies. And I think that really upped the scare because you, you had to do things like ammo resources and make sure you've still got the shotgun shells there, which we don't really have to do anymore. We just shoot around everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, Resident Evil 2, absolutely brilliant game and it's a shame you two haven't uh, played it because I feel like I'm just standing here talking <laughs> but yeah guy, that's definitely a game for you to pick up mate when you get your well, PSV I've, I've, well I've <laughs> well I've played through the story on Umbrella Chronicles but I haven't actually yeah there you go so you well, have kind I, of I, I can't, I can't remember it in any way so yeah well, I... otherwise I'd have remembered that the Nemesis or the Nemesis <laughs> wasn't yeah actually oh. you know a couple of years ago, I went on like a Resident Evil uh, FAQ. That the FAQ was just somebody had just written down the entire story of every Resident Evil game. So it was a bit like <laughs> a, a short novel. Does um, someone ask a frequently asked question of Does anyone know the whole history of Resident Evil? <laughs> no, it's just like somebody just wrote down the entire story of all the Resident Evil games. So I think it's yeah. really cool. Like the main thing that stands out about Resident Evil Two in my mind is the concept, just the concept of. Instead of a mansion full of zombies, the entire city is zombies. It's insane. <laughs> it's just a natural sequel. Where like, do we go now? But like now, that's like that's been done to death. Like cities full of zombies, literally it's just on TV as a weekly drama nowadays. But yeah. back then it was just insane. The whole scale was you couldn't even fathom it in your mind, but you were playing it. Yeah. <sighs> I mean zombies, we've become so desensitized that if a zombie was to break through my window now, I'd probably just carry on sitting here doing this podcast <laughs> because uh, zombies, I think they're losing all uh, dignity and self-respect. You know, I know that it's not going to get to me if it's impaled itself on the glass. So I can just do this podcast, then I'll go over quite nonchalantly 
maybe put a fork into its head and then go back to bed. Yeah. Guy, what about you? If you're faced with zombies, how would you feel? Well, uh, I, I don't know. You've got I a like, bike, like, haven't you? Yeah, I would. I'd just, I'd just cycle away from them. Yeah. Forever. Just so useless. Like a, a lone wanderer on my bike. I hate people that are like, oh, yeah, if there was a zombie apocalypse right now, I'd just go get a baseball bat and boot the shirt off all of it. Like, you wouldn't. Those if people was, really got if, on my nerves, guy. If there was actually a zombie apocalypse, <laughs> you would probably just shit yourself in fear. You wouldn't, you wouldn't become some sort of badass all of a sudden. Okay, guy. A zombie <laughs> right. apocalypse is just started right. right now. What okay. do you do? Shit myself in fear. Excellent. But would you sit there in your shit, or would you clear it up after and then do something about it? Well, I'd clear it up and then sort of... Shit again. <laughs> yeah. It would just be an endless cycle <laughs> until your bowels could no longer take it and they prolapsed. I don't know. What would you do in zombie apocalypse? Garrett, go. Because I've already thought about it. Um, I don't know. The problem is... I don't think I'd be able to actually physically handle it. Like, I would see a bit of blood and just probably vomit. There you go. So, so you two would be pretty useless. There'd be a guy... Well, no, because you just run away. Like, that's, yeah, you that's the you strategy. Wouldn't... You run away from them. That's, you win. No, guys, Gareth, we're talking 28 days later, zombies. Oh, come on. Don't, they're not zombies. <laughs> what are they, then? They're just angry. They're, like, the virus angry is literally zombies. called rage. They're not dead. Yeah. They're just people who oh, have okay. to run up to other people and beat the shit out of them. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, they don't eat people. They Bloody just beat old. you up. Yeah, so they're just, like, really angry. Yeah. Yeah, right, so what I would do, straight away, bang, zombie outbreak, I impregnate my girlfriend. <laughs> of course. I then get out of the city, because the city will be overrun. Yeah. People think, oh, I know, I'm going to go down the local Tesco get myself a few baguettes, maybe some ham, some Pepsi, put it in my rucksack. Wrong. You know, you're going to be there, there's going to be loads of people around you, and you're going to be fighting for the same thing. Okay? Okay. So that's a no-no. You head to the countryside, where there's not going to be as much disease, as much fighting, as much of the outbreak. Mm -hmm. You find a little farm, maybe. Um, Hopefully the survivors are dead. Well, they wouldn't be survivors then. <laughs> Hopefully, the occupied people before re-dead or just will dead. be dead, or I would kill them because you know you have to kill people. Survival are the fittest. Hopefully, it will be like an old couple that quickly would just go without much, um, much <laughs> effort. Um, I'll sit my girlfriend down. I'll say, "Don't worry about this. I'm going to go and get some uh, milk from the cow. Maybe kill a pig." We'll eat some of that. Even though I'm vegetarian, I'd stop being vegetarian because I don't think you could be so picky when there's a zombie outbreak. No. I wouldn't be able to go and get some, you know, corn. Although I might be able to if I go to Tesco's or Sainsbury's because people probably wouldn't take that because they would have respect for vegetarians. I'll leave that for the vegetarians because they need to eat too. Nine months later, my um, wife has given birth and she's now lactating. So that's a source of nutrients for me. Um, and my unborn child. Um, Wait. Yeah? Nine months, shouldn't it be born? No, no, it's a few days late, Gareth. Okay. Yeah. Um, deliver my child. Again, redo the cycle. Pregnancy, birth. I've now got my own farm hands. We're building um, a few more buildings, crops, 
Then, obviously, incest takes place. <laughs> 20 years down the line, there's the Walker clan, but they've all got kind of one foot bigger than the other. One of them's got a massive ear. One of them's got like one eye on the side of their head. But we survived the zombie outbreak, you know, and that's more than could be said for anyone. And I would take Guy in with his, you know, battered intestinal tract. And Gareth, you can come and live there as well, but don't take the mick out of any of my kin. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay, is that cleared up now? Yeah, clearly you've thought about this a lot. Yeah, because there's a lot of countryside in central <laughs> London. That's true. So I'm going to have to get moving. <laughs> but I think the main problem is we don't have any guns over here. Oh, in yeah, America thought... wouldn't have a problem with zombies at all. Maybe that's I actually, I actually live very close to a gun shop. What? Guy, come yeah. on. Are you sure it's no, a gun shop? I'm being... Yeah, yeah, I know because so no, one, knew, no one in this town, no fire. one in this town knew it existed until about two months ago when there was a huge news article about how like thirty shotguns were stolen from it. Great, one so you've got thirty night. shotguns out on the loose where you live. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. But well, that's the thing. It wasn't even. I said a big news article. It wasn't big at all. They had like the smallest article about it, and that was it for about two weeks. And they were like, yeah, that. The guns are still missing. If anyone, you know, has any information, has anyone heard a shotgun go off lately? You should but not in the meantime, be advertising was, a pay in the meantime, rise. I, in the meantime, I was yeah. leaving my house thinking, "Oh, I'm going to get shot today." So, with your bike and your pay rise, <laughs> all right. Don't need to be. But, but that's it, guy. You know, they're probably stockpiling them for a zombie outbreak. Uh, yeah, maybe. Right, mate. Well, unless anyone's got anything else to add to a zombie outbreak. I think you've covered it all, really. With your I, I, have, I have covered it all. And, you know, that's what it's about, being prepared. I was a bit sad when they stopped doing the um, Resident Evil remakes on the GameCube um, before 2. Because that would have looked amazing with the updated graphics. What do you mean you would have liked them to do? Like, you know, they, they remaked the first Resident Evil. <coughs> oh, um, yeah, yeah. And then they made Resident Evil Zero as, like, a prequel. But then yeah. they just stopped. I think it would have been really cool to see Resident Evil 2 done in that more realistic style yeah it would and I mean that's definitely a game that I would like maybe even using the Resident Evil 4 engine mm. kind of just going through that um, I don't know if anyone played Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City I didn't no, no I was thinking about it but, but yeah that, that wasn't too good to be honest but again <laughs> that wasn't done by Cat was or anyone was it as bad was it as bad as the films the films to be honest, I watched one the other day, not having really watched any of the others. And if someone told me it was called um, Sixth Tractor Zombie, I wouldn't have argued. I wouldn't have said, hey, that's a Resident Evil film. Yeah. You know, it's got nothing. It's got, yeah. It's, there's nothing in it that's even slightly Resident Evil. I hate it. I hate the films. The yeah. films are, they're crap films, let alone crap films relating to Resident Evil so far away from what Resident Evil is. I think that's really yeah. interesting, though. When they start trying to work it back in, like, the most recent one I saw, like, Wesker was just at the end, like, let's all work <laughs> together now. It's basically, like, all the Resident Evil enemies just running towards a massive camp where Wesker's just got an army. And it was like, okay, <laughs> this is this is stupid in a way that yeah. I can enjoy. And I think I probably... 
want to see more of those films. There's one on Netflix that I watched the other day um, with um, who's the guy from Prison Break? Quick. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh. When's Wentworth? Wentworth, Wentworth Miller. Miller. Yeah. Uh, playing Chris Redfield, which I'm sure you'll agree is a great fit. He's Wentworth Miller's a proper skinny twat. Exactly, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a <laughs> and Redfield's a and if there's cake. one thing I hate, it's a bloody skinny twat. <laughs> I like a lot of beefcake on my twat. <laughs> <laughs> Playing this week, Gary. Guy. Gary? <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference between Gareth and Guy. I'm not yeah, going first. Gareth can go first this time. I can go first. Guy. I have the privilege of going first. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I will bestow this privilege onto your being. <laughs> All right. uh, let's see. Uh, this week, I I completed Saints Row Four. There we go. I uh, really enjoyed that. It's a good, fun game. Uh, it doesn't take itself seriously in any way so you kind of just have to take it as it comes and it's just a load of fun where you have superpowers and you kill the fuck out of an alien invasion and it's pretty awesome Um, and then I played a bit of Battlefield 4 last night for the first time on my PC Um, that's it's hard when you don't know the maps um, but that game seems stable now. I guess they'd been patching it a lot because it seemed fine. I didn't have any glitches or any crashes. Yeah. I, I, I mean, how do you how do you fare online, Gareth? How do I fare? What? How do I do? Am I good? Yeah. I'm all right. The, the thing about Battlefield is I don't have to be good at the shooting, which I'm not. To be good yeah. at Battlefield, I can just hang back and resupply people or heal people or target enemies or vehicles. Just be an all-round helpful guy. Yeah, and I still come in like the top five of the team or whatever because I'm just yeah. really helpful all the time. I've just I've totally lost my edge on when it comes to those games. I think it's my age. Plus, your unhelping yeah. nature. And my unhelping nature, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't carry the blowtorch around with me, unfortunately, and I don't like pointing out enemies for other people to kill. That's so fun, though. Could you just you can be pointing in a random direction and just hit the tag enemies thing. And you might tag somebody that was hiding miles away. I'd rather like, yeah. just to spite everyone, Gareth. Just spawn and then turn my back to the fight. <laughs> and just look in the opposite direction. <laughs> what? Just to be awkward. <laughs> I'm not going to spot anyone for anyone. They can do it themselves. No one ever helped me when I was playing Call of Duty 4. I had to do it myself. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. okay. I... <laughs> Call of Duty mindset. That is true. Any more, Gareth? Um, well, uh, I think that's pretty much all I've played, but I am looking at um, a copy of Batman Arkham Origins right now, so next week I'll have that to talk about. I'm looking forward to playing that. Have you read the bat yet? Uh, I'm renting it, so I didn't get any case with it. It's just coming like a clear plastic thing. Well, I think Guy will have that in his mind right now. <laughs> Guy, can you refer to the back of the Batman Arkham Origins from your library of sleeves that you've <laughs> taken from your local game shop. 
Uh, I can't know because I don't have it. I haven't got that um, yet. Although I nearly bought the um, Arkham Collection the other day, which is Asylum City and Origins all in one pack for thirty two ninety nine. But Isn't I didn't know. So. You can get Origins for £20, surely now. It's about £25, £30 brand new, but you get all three of them together for like 32 quid brand new. So I thought, oh, I'll have a bit of that. But then you. I didn't have my ID with me. And despite being 20 years old and being in my work clothes, the stupid woman at game would not Oh, serve. women hate it again. <laughs> you need a beard, They do mate. really like to lord it over you, those women, don't they, guy? Ah, uh, they just... Uh, don't get me started. I laughed in her face when she asked me for ID. If it was an 18, I could have understood, but a 16... Laughing in their face is no good, guy. You want to put well, your hand is. down your trousers. I thought she was taking Pull out your gland, hold it in your hand, <laughs> look at her intensely in the eye, and say, I will have you believe that I am over 18. She will be quite scared. She will go out the back of the game shop. She will send the manager through to speak to you. He'll say, yes, I know this guy. He's come in a few times. He's non-threatening, even though he does these actions. Please, can you serve him? Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so long story short, I didn't actually get it in the end, which is a shame. Well, what did you play, guy? Well, I've been carrying on with Bravely Default, mm-hmm. as I'll be trudging through that because that's too long. And Friday night, I borrowed the new Devil May Cry off my friend and then completed it Sunday. But it was excellent. Cool. Clearly on the back I... of mine and Rob's glowing testimony on the last podcast. So we've, uh, we've well, made a sale there, Rob. Partly, yeah, um, it was. I mean, or a sal because he borrowed it off his friend. Now, that is it doesn't something? Something I'm I'm wondering: is it a prequel or is it a it's a reimagining guy? A reimagining. Yeah. Is it a reimagining? It is a reimagining. I wouldn't lie to well, you about something like that. I like the I like the humour. I like it in the first level when uh, he's jumping and there's things exploding, and the white wig falls on his head. Yeah. They sort of mm. off. I thought that was that was stuff like that. Aren't they? Yeah. It was good, I like the concept. It's actually a wig, though. It's a mop, isn't it? I don't know. Yes, I think you're yeah. right. It's a mop. But, yeah. Guy, come on, how good is the combat? It's it's good. Oh, I don't know. Really. It's good. You, both I mean, you both know how good it is. For someone who borrows it on Friday, played it again on Saturday, <laughs> we were making love by Sunday, you know, and you completed it. For a guy that doesn't really like to play games that much... <laughs> severely levelled up as well, you've got to have all your skills, you've got to have your health upgraded a few times if you want to have any chance to do that. I can pick it like three times in a row. Like sometimes I can pull off some pretty nice combos and stuff, but then when it's loading and it just shows you a picture of Dante just like pulling off the most ridiculous combos using every single possible skill. Yeah. And it makes me wonder how people actually do that. Thank you very much. It just basically... <laughs> <laughs> takes a lot of dexterity and a lot of muscle memory 
but you know, obviously, I played it through three times. Um, what and also the um, what's it called? Heaven and Hell mode. I haven't obviously unlocked that, but I would like to know how that's even possible. How it's even possible to complete the game without getting hit once? Well, they can only get hit once as well, I believe. There's a mode where um, they can't get hit once. I don't. I think. I think there's a mode where. Well, that, uh, that just sounds like take... impossible. I'm gonna. Do you know what I'm gonna do while we're talk? While we're. Oh dear. Discussing... You're not gonna go on the old Google Tron, are you? Oh Google Tron 2000. <laughs> Need to get a little a little jingle for Google. For Google yeah. jingle. For all these jingles we really brilliantly utilise. Yeah, it'd be quite good. It could be called Guy's Google Jingle. You mean a jingle and like this? Here we go. Well, you spoke over where the gap would be where I was going <laughs> to... Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> do it now. Oh, what a jingle that was. That's a great that jingle. That was an absolutely great jingle. That's Guy's Google that jingle. Right, I cannot find this. Anyway. Excellent, Guy. Well, We're never there... going to know. But basically, it's just it's a great game. And I'm so glad I played it. And I'm not giving it back to my mate for a long time. Mate, I don't think nope. you should. And I'm not being rude. But I think if he asks for it, you should just <laughs> I don't know, tell well, him you've got a pay rise, throw five pound at him and say... <laughs> Take that, you peasants. <laughs> well, when I got, when I got, he still gets paid more than me, so that would just be. Oh would, yeah. Well, but, then he, he can buy another one, can't he? I would like to point out that my pay rise only brings me in line with the minimum wage for people over the age of twenty-one. Oh, so well, you're still really? doing better than someone that's twenty-one. So well, bask in the glory until you're twenty-one years old. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't download it off PS Plus when I got my subscription, like an idiot because I was borrowing it and I thought oh I'll play it once or twice and I won't want to play it again yeah and then, there you go typical I guy. meant to put it on download last night before it changed and I missed it didn't I I forgot so oh god oh, well <coughs> at least on the bright side I've got Bioshock to play exactly. in five minutes when this is over that's, that's 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 so good PS Plus just kicks anything games for gold has to offer yeah it doesn't games for gold just offer old games or Pretty much. Game. Hey guys, you want to play a game you completed five years ago? Yes, please. <laughs> that would be absolutely fantastic. Watch Dogs is, is it... good. Watch Dogs isn't even out, Gareth. Have you been <laughs> to the future? Have you been so far in the future? Oh shit! What am I thinking? Sleeping Dogs has been dogs. offered for free. Sleeping Dogs. Sleeping, Sleeping dogs. dogs is good. Would you rather Watch Dogs or Sleeping Dogs? Uh... Would you watch Sleeping Dogs? I would gladly watch Sleeping Dogs. But you've got to lay, li- let them lie. But w- I wouldn't sleep, sleep with a watchdog. No. <laughs> Would you watch whilst someone else was sleeping with a dog? Um, what What's the breed of dog? You can get some, you can get some of that stuff on the internet, mate. It's quite brutal. Is this one of the uh, Google Tron things? Yeah. <laughs> that... Guy, um, if you could type in Doberman woman... <laughs> um... <laughs> Watch. That's uh, a really crap superhero. Yeah. <laughs> Doberman woman. Oh, don't well, invite her. She's an absolute idiot. Well, um, the, it's funny because although although it doesn't come up with loads of porn, yeah. it, it comes up with a video called Doberman Submissive to a Baby Girl. Oh, dear. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> I won't be able girl, to join us. Girl, a dog. His <laughs> internet connection will be terminated. <laughs> By his provider and have a nice little visit there from the police. Oh, it's all just videos of Doberman on YouTube, not really doing anything. So, 
Not really doing anything. I was watching pug videos on YouTube the other day, funnily enough. All right. Because I do happen to be a rather large pug fan. All Dog right. of choice, Gareth, go. Oh, there are so many. I genuinely there can't are... pick. Puppy. Any puppy. Any puppy. That is a brilliant breed of dog. Yeah. yeah. Before they turn into a breed, they yeah. are a puppy. That's like the purgatory. Is it going to be this? Is it going to be that? We don't know yet. Quite go. Uh, West Yorkshire Terrier. But you couldn't ride it into battle. <laughs> no, I couldn't ride into battle, but I could throw it at the enemy. You could. How many no, I could, you have? could just have catapult launching West Yorkshire Terrier puppies. Puppies? Oh, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. Puppy. Oh, <laughs> mate, you've gone too far with that. <laughs> No, 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 sorry, sorry. In the art of combat first. No. That's, that's really, that's low. Wait, what? Right, a a bat... I just found. You found a picture of a woman? No, a Doberman. A Doberman. Just, just, I just thought I'd leave it there. So, yeah. That'd be quite nice. Right, so, me. What have I been playing? Um, I haven't been playing a lot, to be honest, because... I've been primarily on the Xbox One. And as you know, uh, games on the Xbox One seem to cost twice as much as on the actual current-gen system. Mm. Uh, but because I'm a knob, I bought um, Assassin's Creed for £55. Wow, uh, holy game. shit. I know, that is holy shit. Holy crap, uh, <laughs> um, But I had some gift cards left over from Christmas. Okay. And, you know, there wasn't anything else that tickled my balls. So I basically uh, took the plunge, even though I went halfway through it on the Xbox 360 version. I'm not sure about Assassin's Creed, though, because no matter how much I play it, you know, I've played all four, mm-hmm. um, and I've played the two spin-offs, Revelations and Brotherhood. I just don't feel like an authentic assassin. I feel like I'm always stumbling. I feel like I'm always doing something wrong. Yeah, And, you know... There needs to be some kind of duck button. Not, I don't mean like as in whack whack. That that wouldn't be so cool. I'm talking more of a you know you just duck down because sometimes I feel that there are things that are waist high, and you've got an enemy looking at you, and you're kind of just standing there, and you're kind of looking over the box, and you think, surely if I was an actual assassin, I would be crouched behind this box rather than just looking at the guy, and it's all things like that, you know, and falling off a roof and then onto someone's head and little things like this. I feel more like um, I'm involved in some kind of assassin comedy film. <laughs> you know, I don't know about you, Gareth, if Ca- you've played Carry On Assassination. Yeah, that's something like that. Carry On Ass Assassin. <laughs> it would be called something like that, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Assassin's Creed games at all. Yeah. You just feel like a clumsy elf running around rooftops. That's what I'm saying. You don't feel like an efficient killer. Yeah. You don't feel good. You don't feel that went perfect. It's kind of like, I feel like I bungle uh, a mission a bit and then I'm kind of trying to do damage limitation. Yeah. Just trying to like get out of the situation before it gets any worse. Like, oh God, I've just killed someone, but everything's gone crazy. I would like to maybe just get in there, kill someone. And then get out and just feel totally great. No, I've done it on a few occasions. Yeah. But, you know, there's just something missing. Isn't for easier to fulfill that, though, because you're just playing as, like, a drunken pirate? You just do whatever the fuck you want, you're a pirate. Who cares? You are, but obviously it's still the same kind of 
dynamics of gameplay. Okay. It's all pretty much the same where it feels pretty stiff, you know, running along rooftops. And then you'll kind of walk up to the edge and be in the animation where he's trying to get down, but he doesn't quite get down and you're just shaking on the edge of this roof. <laughs> and then you can fall down, but then you fall on someone's head yeah. and people start getting angry with you. And you're never quite sure what you can and can't do with the guards. You'll climb up one building and then it'll be fine and you'll climb up another and suddenly someone's seen you and then everyone starts trying to shoot at you, which is quite rude. And I think the whole animus side of it kind of holds the game back mm-hmm. i think it would be so much better if you were just in that world because i think this kind of future setting where you go back into the past it was okay at the beginning but i think it's, that's kind of been more and more pushed to the side mm-hmm. and i think they should have really made assassin's creed a kind of standalone series where you didn't have to keep going back to the future if that is such a thing but yeah for me assassin's creed i do like it but I never feel like I've truly mastered the game like you do with, say, Devil May Cry. I know it's a different type of game totally, but, mm-hmm. you know, Guy, um, when you've got the weapons, and you, you feel confident to go into any battle and that you're going to have any chance. With Assassin's Creed, I feel like I've only just done slightly less terrible than I did the time before. And it's always telling you what percentage you did the mission wrong. So you've only done it 80% because you didn't do this, 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 and this. You know, when I'm playing a game, I don't want to keep being reminded of what I've done wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's a problem with games mostly nowadays is that they're obsessed with telling you what you've done wrong rather than just letting you play and feel like a badass. Mm. Well, maybe they'll... maybe. Probably not this year, but maybe next year when the Assassin's Creed games are being developed purely for the next gen, they might make it a bit more. Yeah, and again, it's a bit less, less so deep, but... as well. Hmm. Not that I can talk because I've never played it, but. You never played it, though. No, I haven't, no. I played, it, <laughs> okay. played the first one for like 10 minutes, well, about an hour, I think it was. And I hated it, but. Still going to get four soon because pirates, but. Just because of yeah. pirates? Just because of pirates, <laughs> yep. I like pirates. I like the whole pirate setting. Well, and that's, uh, yeah. There you go. Well, that was today's podcast. Um, it's been a <laughs> wonderful time, guys. Sometimes we've gone off on a tangent, but I think some of our survival techniques and methods people can kind of adapt if they don't agree with them 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, where you're from, it affects it as well. What you can become, if, even if you've got a girlfriend, to produce lactose milk. <laughs> You know, there's all these little things that you need to take into account. Mm -hmm. Please note that mine is not a fail-safe method. It's not going to work 100% with everyone. You must adapt it. Don't come back to me and say, hey, Rob, I heard this. I've tried it, but it's not worked. (laughs) It may not work for some people. Anything else you guys want to get off your chest? Well, that's the thing. Podcasts, uh, anyone can sit down and do a podcast, but I think we've we've gone above and beyond today with our... We have educational, guys, informative. We've not only just speaking about, about games, how to survive. But we've also apocalypse. told people how to survive a zombie apocalypse, exactly. and you know you can't get that kind of information anywhere these days. No, you can't. You know, you've got you've got bloody like idiot tools like Google, but that Google doesn't have any answers really. Google so. won't have the answers because they're too scared to give them to people. They want they everyone are. to die and kill themselves. 
so they can take, pick up where they left off. Google, Google will probably be the ones that release the virus, guy. Yeah, Google are just um, the umbrella corporation. They are. Just under guys. Well, yeah. there you go. Is there any other great <laughs> revelations that you'd like to unleash, Gareth? Uh, about the zombie apocalypse? Yeah, anything that you've kind of noticed over the last few days. <laughs> you know, anything that just seems a little bit out of the ordinary. Um, what a weird question. Thank you very much. Um, Anything that's kind of stuck out that you thought, hmm, I feel a zombie apocalypse coming on. Well, I mean, if a zombie apocalypse happened now, the weather would just straight up destroy them all anyway. Like, yeah, as not... soon as it gets a little bit icy, they'd just be slipping, breaking bones, they wouldn't be able to get back up. They'd yeah. all be dead within like a week. And it'd be fun. That's actually quite a good idea, actually. So, everyone, if a zombie outbreak happens tonight, don't worry about it. Just wait for them all to kill themselves on the ice. Yeah. And that's not anyone just saying that. That's Gareth Williams. Yeah. Even without ice, though, they'd just be falling down curbs, breaking their necks. Like, it it, it wouldn't be a problem. We'd so, be fine. Today's world just isn't built for an effective zombie apocalypse. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean yeah. you've got you've got lifts and stairs and everything. The zombie's going to get a lift and not know what to do. If anything, so, all these like wheelchair ramps and stuff is just helping zombies. Really, we should yeah. just get rid of all the wheelchair ramps. Well, well said. <laughs> no, that that's good as well. You know, we're really getting somewhere because it's allowing people to get into public buildings, you know, shopping centres where there is a big build-up of people. The last thing we need is zombies in those sort of places. I think before this gets too discriminative to disabled people, we should probably uh, wrap, wrap it up. I think. Disabled people yep. will bring along the apocalypse. <laughs> They're in league with the zombies. <laughs> oh, no. and, I, and I don't think that's discriminating. I'm sorry. Okay. I just don't. Okay. And also, if you, get away, if you take away all of the disability support to get into public places, if the disabled turn into zombies, we can all just hide in shopping centres. We could. So it's really, it's a double-edged sword. It's a win-win for everyone. There we go. Except for the disabled. There we go. I think if they're disabled, they already lost, <laughs> lost if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, it all depends, doesn't it? Really. I'd just like to point out now that none of us have actually got anything against <laughs> no, people of, of a disabled background, <laughs> apart from Gaia. He was saying some rather <laughs> awful comments before we started the podcast. <laughs> but that's it for this week. Um, if you would like to hear some more insane rambling, then we're back on the same time next week. Um, Guy, thank you very much. It's been beautiful. I enjoy it as always. Thank you very much. And Gareth, thank you. Uh, thank you. And uh, go to the website, gamebutner.co.uk. Oh, yeah, got it oh. in. And thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob, for hosting this thing. Yeah, thank you. And in, in genuinely being Rob. Thank you very much. Um, that's not going to go in. It cuts off when I go. That's not actually a jingle or anything. Right. Okay.